0: Hi, my name is Maddie Ross. The Old Testament reading is found in Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 5. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresh locks shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The word of the Lord.
1: Hi, my name is Tim. The New Testament reading is found in Colossians 2, 6 through 10. So live in Christ Jesus, the Lord, in the same ways you received him. Be rooted and build up in him. Be established in faith, and overflow with thanksgiving, just as you were taught. See to it that nobody enslaves you with philosophy and foolish deception, which conform to human traditions and the way the world thinks, And Acts rather than Christ.
2: Right? And this is our view of the world. The world is divided into natural and supernatural, and once in a while the supernatural breaks in, quote unquote, into the natural. But by and large, the natural order governs the natural world, and therefore humans have to figure out a way to run this place. This was actually the logic of kind of the post- the, the Enlightenment era where so much of our theories of government developed where we, it was under the conviction that, sure, there may or may not be a God, but He's upstairs. So if there's going to be order around here, it's going to be up to you and me. This is a view of the world that divides reality into natural and supernatural. One of the unintended consequences of this is it now pits science against faith. And so someone says, well, do you believe in God? I don't believe in God. I believe in science. <laughs> Nacho Libre. And so all of a sudden, these things are, wait, it's, it's, it's at odds. I'll, I'll give you an example of this that maybe is kind of close to home for me. I, some of you know I spent many years at leading worship, and I love congregational worship. I love what happens when the church gathers to worship. Well, there was a study done recently that when, when you engage in group singing, when you're together with a group and begin to sing, that oxytocin is released in the brain. Oxytocin, if you, if you know, is, is the chemical that sort of produces the feeling of well-being. It, it also includes the feeling of connectedness to others. And so when a group of people sing together, they start to feel connected to one another. And they start to feel good about the world. And so if we divide the world into natural versus supernatural, one person might say, you silly Christians, that's not the presence of God, that's just a chemical in your brain. This could be happening at a Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) Probably not. And if we divide the world that way, we're not quite sure how to reconcile. I want to suggest to you that perhaps a better way of talking about the world is not natural or supernatural, but sacramental, sacramental. You know, we come every week, we come to the Lord's table, we call it the sacrament with a capital S because it it shows us what God always intended to do with His world, fill it with Himself, to fill it with Himself. See, the world is neither natural nor supernatural, it is sacramental. Sacramental. Another way to say this is the cosmos, the world was created to be a container for the glory of God. The world was created.